I really want it to be 80s newscaster music. This show is not allied with any sect, denomination, political entity, organization, or institution, does not engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any cause, neither do we. We're not affiliated with Al-Anon or any other 12-step program. The opinions expressed here are strictly of the person who gave them. Please take what you like and leave the rest. Hi, I'm Corey. Hi, Corey. I am Claire. Hi, Claire. And this is Crosstalk. This is Crosstalk. We're back with another exciting adventure. <laughs> um, Your life I mean, is really an adventure, adventure really. Is it? Yeah. Do you think so? I think so. I try to make it an adventure. That's one of my my wants that my oh uh, higher my power gosh. has given me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And that's the topic today. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, adventure. <laughs> <laughs> How Al-Anon is always an adventure. Isn't that step? 16 um truly i guess well, we should what's get going current. on with, what's going on with you right now claire life's really great there was oh gosh i'm gonna talk about whatever i want because i can and i'm gonna talk about astrology that's happening right was happening but we had the full moon Ooh, i know bonus, did you see it pod. did you see, I see it i didn't know that we could really see it from these, we I, could you know, reading it, the article okay it was last night no 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 it was, it was a, well it was a couple nights ago it was the um yeah. it was the it was a lunar eclipse we had a lunar eclipse and it was a flower moon full of flower, whatever anyways it's like the spring full moon um i'm so versed in all of the terms and everything you um, sound like that i know i'm really an expert i'm really an expert um so anyways, it was so beautiful and just like red. And I don't know if you've ever seen a lunar eclipse, but um, they're quite spectacular. Or I think they're, it's like the rock just kind of is, it looks like a, a rock. Like the moon looks like, I've seen like a, f- a few over the years. And like, it, it usually just looks like you can see that it is just this stone sitting like in the sky suspended, right? And I think I love like the reminder, like of how small I am in, in the world of everything and like kind of insignificant, like in the best way, I guess. Um, you know, because it just kind of, it brings everything into perspective, you know, and it's like when we put our problems in their true perspective, they lose the power um, to dominate our thoughts and lives and just a little Al-Anon for you there and uh yeah you're welcome and it it does though right like and so i think the more that i do that frequently like the easier um the 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 even more easy does it it, it, life can be but so i lit this uh i lit i did a little candle work a little lit an abundance candle got all my crystals out i did like a little like uh ritual with my with my abundance candle and like that's that's a big part of my spiritual practice and I guess like you know um it's relevant to me to to talk about that because it's like we all really get to create the spiritual practice that works for us whatever that is and I just love that I get to do that today I did not I didn't know when I came into program like 
what a spiritual practice looked like, um, how to, how to have one, you know, and like how to connect with my higher power. And like, it's really just whatever works for the individual. And like those types of things really work for me because I'm a really creative, like magical human, I guess, in my mind, you know, like, um, and, uh, yeah, so I've actually I've really been experiencing a lot of abundance this last week, like tr- like truly, um, just like really simple abundance, and it's so funny. Like the like I didn't plan it or anything, but like I had ordered a bunch of new things for my apartment, and they all like came in one day, and like so I was just like seeing all these like <laughs> physical. I had like a really great business meeting with my business partner that like cleaned up. It just like came about about naturally, and it cleaned up a bunch of like disconnect that I think we were having in our business partnership and that felt really abundant felt like growth and expansion like um just you know things like that and um so life's really easy does it it's kind of like steady right now there's potentially I think uh it's like not completely set in stone and happening but I'm pretty sure that my siblings and I are going to go on a vacation with our partners so six of us, the six of us, I've never gone on vacation with my siblings and it feels so healthy and normal. I was like, oh my God, we're all going to like be on our trip and we're just going to cry about how normal we are now. Just going on <laughs> family sibling vacation together with our partners. I was like, and then one of us will probably get mad and like run off and slam a door or something, but it's fine because we'll be on this trip together. Um, yeah, that's that's it. I don't have any big big new things um you know and life's pretty easy does it right now what's what's going on with you Corey? oh you know the same no um i mean kind of the same uh what was i going to talk about today as my as my get current um well i've been sick for i think i think since the dawn of time like the stone age is probably the last time i felt well and uh yeah no, it's we're on week four, <clears throat> um, and it's like it gets two percent better every day, and uh, and that's progress, not perfection. So every day I have to re up and be like, it's okay to be sick another day, another day, another day, day after day after day, and I'm so sick of being sick. But um, it's a it's a lingerer. I'm guessing it's COVID at this point, and like long COVID, or just like it's gonna take a minute to get over it. I'm not terribly worried about it. Um, but, uh, that's like what I do (laughs) It's like plan my life around. Oh yeah, that sounds good, but no, I can't go or, well, yeah, I wanted to do these things today, but actually suddenly I have to take a huge nap in the middle of the day because I'm wiped out and just like a constant acceptance of that. And I feel like I've been in a bit of a stasis, but it's a summer here in Portland and it's starting. I can feel it. And, uh, we, we're going out. So it's just raining once a day instead of three no but we did have 80 percent sorry the the most rainfall in 80 years this spring so we have the wettest spring in 80 years whereas you guys in southern california have four percent of your total waterfall for the year um Mm -hmm. but as a result we did not have sun and warmth um so anyway you know there's stuff happening like we had an event last night we have an event tonight uh we went out We've went out every night this week, actually, ironically, because I I reached for life. I bought tickets to concerts uh, when they came out. Like, I bought a bunch of tickets this summer. Everything in Portland is so cheap, like 35 bucks a ticket. I'll just buy, like, four and then see who shows up. Um, 
and but I also bought a bunch of tickets, and I don't know when they are. I'm not paying attention to the date, so like, I will be like looking at the calendar, and I'm like, oh, I guess we have a concert on Wednesday night. In addition to this comedy show, we committed to going to on Thursday. In addition to this party, we could, so anyway, very socializing, which is exciting. Business is going well. I have to let go of some things because I've I've literally like reached the wall of things I can manifest. Like I've set all the things up, but there are certain pieces like this entire marketing department that are not my job to set up. They're not my job to run. It's not my job to make them happen faster than they're happening or to act out my impatience on its inability to come to fruition at my speed and pace. Um, and I have to let go of that. But as a result, there's a lot of things I, I could manifest in addition that have no structure to live. So I don't do them. <laughs> and so I do what I need to do. And then my days have been calmer, very, very calm. And I'm kind of enjoying it. So I don't know. It's not terribly thrilling. But I will say, uh, you know, have I been my most programmed self? You know, this is what we've been talking about lately. No. And it's been interesting talking and reaching out to people about what it means to be in or out or in the middle of or, you know, in the most of your program or the least of your program and where people fall on the spectrum, particularly after all these years of isolation and Zoom and and so we have a guest today, and uh, he's actually going to talk to us about the concept of unrecovery in the process of recovery. And his name uh, is No Brad. way. Yes. Brad, welcome to the pod. Hey, Brad. Thank you. Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Corey. Thanks for asking me. Um, fan of the show. I think you guys are doing great work here. Um, Thank you. Listener, first time we caller. do too. We do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were, you were born to do this, Corey. Your, your voice is really uh, velvety. Oh, very, thank very you. Nice. I love being velvety. I feel like no one can ever hear me speak because it's too monotone, but I appreciate it. Um, I'm really glad you decided to come on today, and I'm really glad you brought up this topic. So um, I can't wait to hear what you have to say and and for us to talk about this, because I don't think people talk about this as much. So thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for asking. Um, how would you like your time? Um, just a two-minute warning would be great. All right. So we're up, we're live? We're up. Let's hear it. Hi, Brad. Okay. I'm Brad. Um. So, you know, when you asked me to, uh, to come on and share, uh, you know, I was very, very uh, happy to do it. And, you know, I, f I felt kind of disconnected from Al-Anon. And, you know, this is kind of, I think, something we all relate to in the pandemic times is this, um, you know, we're not going back to the old way. You know, we're in this kind of um, new reality and the Zoom thing is great. I love the Zoom thing. And the in-person thing, I think, is crucial. Um, but we're not there in the mainstream way yet. And I don't know what it's going to take. And it's, you know, when you asked me if I had a topic idea, I mentioned um, being unrecovered is part of my recovery. Um, and that's something I have to really consider, you know, on a, on a, molecular level, because for me, Al-Anon is shame. Like, like it's shame is the, 
is, is the thing, is the, tox, the toxic ingredient here. Um, and shame is just so, it's like the phantom ingredient that comes up everywhere. In every, you know, kind of in every situation, it comes up here when you ask me to share, because I know when I, I'm going to listen to this, you know, when it comes out and I'm going to, you cringe. I'm going to cringe and I'm going to wonder why I said what I said, why I'm doing what I'm doing. I should have said that, you know, I could have been much more eloquent. Why am I saying, um, why am I saying like, um, and, you know, that's why I come because I'm so, and it's like, it's imperceptible to me. I can't see it. I can't touch it. I can't feel it. Now, I can have a laser guided inventory for you. I know all the reasons you're messed up, um, but I just can't see my own, you know, stuff. And, and you know, the thing about shame and, and, I hear so many great things in, in Al-Anon. And the, the, the thing I love about Al-Anon is that everything's recycled. Like no one is conjuring, conjuring wisdom. We don't have to, we're just recycling things we hear and we're redistributing them. And so, you know, um, you know, shame. I heard in, in, in Al-Anon, in the rooms of Al-Anon, like, the acronym should have already mastered everything, which for me is so perfect um, because I don't want to do it unless I'm perfect at it. You know, I don't want to do it. And I am, you know, I'm the perfectionist that won't start. I'm the perfectionist that's overly competitive. You know, I'm the perfectionist that's, you know, I, I find it so challenging just to be in, in the moment in my skin um, and, you know, in many ways, you know, this, this time in, you know, in, in the pandemic and, you know, what, what, what we're all dealing with has been, there's been so many silver linings to it. There's been so much, you know, I don't use the word blessing, but I'll just say it. Um, it's. It's like my life is totally my own. I, I, I have such a degree of flexibility in my life. I'm working. I'm very, I'm as busy as I've ever been. You know, I'm very comfortable, you know, financially. Um, you know, I have, I just have, my, my, my parents moved out here from the East Coast and, you know, we're all together. My brother's here. And so... You know, I hike every single day. You know, my life is regimented, you know, more or less in a good way. But, you know, comfort, my comfort zone, I don't evolve in my comfort zone. I don't grow in my comfort zone. So um, that, that's kind of the, the Al-Anon. The thing I have to dip into Al-Anon for is, you know, that acceptance of where I am. And like, I was just thinking today and I was sharing with some friends, you know, I am down and I have no reason to be down. I'm, I'm just kind of like irritable and my work situation is bothering me. Um, you know, problems of abundance, right? I have all these problems of abundance and, you know, I, I'm just a little isolated and I'm a little, and, and I guess to get current for me, 
I always like when people share tangible, like uh, platitudes don't do it for me. I need to hear like how this is working in your life. Like what the pro like, you know, what the program is. And, and, you know, it's so interesting because Corey, you and I know each other from the rooms and I, you know, I think you've been to the, some of the meetings I've gone to and some of the, some of the meetings that one, one particular meeting has gone hybrid, which is part zoom, part in person. And it's a meeting that I've, I really like, it's kind of a social meeting. It's a, I, I feel like there's a lot of good recovery there. And I put forward a motion in that meeting to, I was starting to feel like, you know, this, this format is, is kind of not in line with traditions. It's not, it's not really a safe place because you can't know who's in the room. You can't know, you know, if I want to share about something, I don't know who's on Zoom. If I'm on Zoom, I don't know who's in the room. And it's not like we talk about each other, but, but, I should be able to feel like I can share a family situation or something and knows. And I, I feel strongly about this, this, this format being not healthy. Um, that's my opinion, but my opinion is distilled for me, you know, in my experience as fact, like, and if I do, and so I put forward a motion and there's all kinds of like hot button things, like with the guidance, with the masks, with this and that. There's all these things swirling around these days, you know, and I'm, I'm more or less like, let's all follow the guidance. Let's all, whatever they say to do, they, you know, but, you know, there, it, it just became this thing where I was like, well, I need to, I need to speak up. I need to say my piece. And you know, I did, and the, the motion went down in flames. You know, everybody, oh, I love this format. Oh, this is so great. Or, you know, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I obviously didn't explain it correctly. Because if you understood why this is not healthy, you would it would be obvious. Like, why isn't this obvious to you? And that's my disease. That's, that's the core of what my problem is, is that I think I'm right. Um, and, you know, Al-Anon, it was a great thing because, you know, at the end of it, I was like, yeah, perfect. You know, this is like right on the money. Um, I'm not a crusader. I'm not the Al-Anon police. Okay, thanks. Um, you know, I am just... You know, and, and, and there are many, many dedicated people in Al-Anon who I don't agree with. So I, you know, I look at Al-Anon as a laboratory for um, people. I can try on things. I can try on relationships. Because going into Al-Anon, it was like we were, we were, we were in it together or we were scorched. Or, you know, we weren't. We you know, and Al-Anon shows me like, okay, I have a relationship with you. I have a relationship with you, Claire. Um, it's, you know, whatever, whatever it is. I have a relationship with you, Corey. It's whatever it is. Uh, and it's enough. And it just is. And, you know, that's totally what I don't, what I need Al-Anon to understand on a deep level is that, you know, life is happening for me, not to me. Um, and I really, 
it's so challenging to, to, to see that daily, to renew that idea. Um, you know, because the, the, the way Al-Anon works for me is like, you know, I, I was, um, you know, my, my grandfather died of alcoholism and that rippled into the, the, I mean, he died of, he drank himself to death at 47. So I qualify in a big way. I mean, it rippled right into me. Um, and, you know, I think that the, the chief characteristic of, of Al-Anon, you know, is this idea that I don't, that nothing, that, I, that everything else but me is the problem. And then conversely, you know, I'm, I'm the problem. You know, it toggles between, is that it? Okay. Well, yeah, we're just, we're just uh, scratching the surface as always, but um, that's my surface to scratch right now. Thank you, Brad. It's a really, really good, I feel like a good sense of where a lot of people are right now, at least people I talk to. Um, so thank you for that. Um, well, let's cross talk it. Let's go into it. Let's, uh, let's, let's find out some information from Mr. Brad here. Um, you know, we were talking about this idea of unrecovery as a part of recovery. And I guess I'm curious, do you feel like you have reintegrated some quote unquote unrecovered behavior in this space we've had from the rooms and from the people and maybe reevaluated whether they worked for you or not potentially does that make sense yeah it totally makes sense i mean that's a good point is that you know if, if i'm doing a behavior mathematically it's working if i'm doing it that means it's working um you know is that true though is that true yeah, well, I don't know. It means, Is well, that true, like here's, drinking if you're an alcoholic. I mean, it's let's just say it's not old behavior if you're still doing it. That's a different way to behavior. say it. <laughs> um, so well, we think it's working, right? Like that's the insanity of yes. these. Is that exactly. just? I think that's what you're saying, right? Like, yeah, that's completely, completely. We think we think we're going it eventually will work like well if i just keep nag scolding and complaining they will do the dishes <laughs> like well, it's it's like an alcoholic right if, if you're drinking and you're an alcoholic it's working for you <laughs> i mean just that's math that's like if you're doing it it's working and if you want to get into the semantics of what working means yeah, we can do that, but yeah, yeah, know, let's do it for a minute. Yeah, for, for me, when something when I you know when something stops working in the in the most elemental way, I stop doing it. Mm. You know, it's 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 like uh, it's a it's a math it's 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 we always want to make this calculus, but this is this is simple addition. This is never more than one plus one. <laughs> And in my mind, it's it's always advanced trigonometry and calculus, but it's really it never is. It's always like, um, you know, and I think that's what that's what Al-Anonism especially is. It's 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 these 
you know, um, resistance to simplicity. I think simplicity is like the highest virtue of, of, mm -hmm. of anything, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. of food, of cooking, mm -hmm. of, of yeah, anyway. So I'm, I'm on a tangent, but I'll stop. No, um, it's great. It's like uh, we, um, we're getting something out of it as like another way I would say it, mm -hmm. right? Like it's working for me means like I'm getting something out of it, which is a really yes. great question that I ask myself, right? Like what am I getting out of this moment? Like, Corey, you were going to say something. I can put a pin in, in a, what I was going to say if you need to jump in with know. what you were going to say. I don't. Well, I want to take a pause in case we need to edit this. But Brad, would you... Is it okay if we talk about your double winner, right? Yes. Do you want to talk about that? Do you? Want I, I love talking about it. If you're okay, if great. You're, I have a meta, I yes. want to talk I about an analogy. I don't like to dance around it at all because I mean I alluded <laughs> to it in in saying that you know I'm I'm like the qualifier in my family. So um, well, I and think, I'm many I years older. Sorry. Yeah, well, I think what I wanted to, when you brought up that topic, what I thought in my brain is, I know we were talking about it from an Alan perspective. And from an AA perspective, the unrecovery is a part of recovery perspective. It feels like for AA, there is no such possibility for that, at least from the concept of drinking. And I could be wrong, but you're that is like the ultimate, you cannot drink. <laughs> Whereas with Al-Anon, you have this much more like tricky gray. Yeah, maybe you have some bad thoughts. You do some bad behavior. Maybe you slept with somebody, whatever. But like we have this <laughs> sort of ability, I feel like, to play in the gray a little bit or to be unrecovered with less consequence potentially, although not always. And so I'm curious what your take on unrecovery is in this program, maybe as it relates to that program. Well, yeah, you bring up a good point because the stakes seem maybe a little higher in, in, uh, you know, in, in the beverage program or any of the other programs. But, you know, I, I, I also look at that, you know, I, I have 25 years sober in AA. Congratulations. Um, yeah, thanks. So my understanding has incrementally like um, evolved of that. And I don't see, I think it's just dumb luck that I haven't relapsed. You know, it's kind of like, mm. you know, there've been, there've been periods of time where I've decided to like, let's say smoke weed again, but I, I haven't like for the divine intervention or something I, I have, but I, in my mind, I decided to, um, I knew enough, whatever, to not do it at that moment, but it's like, okay, I get my stuff together. I'm going to get a break from my head. So I don't see relapse as, even though I can't stand alcoholics, I can't, you know, deal with them at all. Um, <laughs> which is, um, I have the opposite uh, experience. Usually alcohol. the Alanons, oh, the Alanons are more of a pain in my ass. So I'm crazy, like, get yeah. out of here, God! Well, it's both. <laughs> it's both for me. I mean, I just, I just like, it's like, it's so pathetic. You know, how could you be doing that to yourself? I mean, which is obviously a, a, an interesting, mm. like, little window into how I feel about myself, and you know how I how I judge myself because, you know, right. the, the alcoholic perspective is I, I don't see relapse as failure. Hmm. You know, I, I, I don't think, either. And, and the thing is, is like, I, even though I do, <laughs> uh, I don't <laughs> because it's like, 
I have gotten more wisdom from people who are in their first few years of sobriety than old timers. I think it's very easy for recovery to get um, stagnant and dormant. And I think that it's very easy to mainstream bad ideas in your life, in my life, let's say, um, or to, um, and this is the, this is the important thing that I, that I think about in terms of like, especially AA, um, or, you know, those other programs, you know, uh, NA, whatever substance programs is that I have to find, I have to find a way to be a newcomer without relapsing. If I can't find a way to be a newcomer, to not know anything, to not know shit, to not, if I can't find a way into that, I am screwed. I'm done because, you know, life will humble you no matter what, you know, it's not, there's no leveling up in recovery. We're all going to be, you know, it, it's just so, it's plain to see if you spend any time here, you're going to be flattened by life, by a situation, usually by relationships, you know, and go ahead. I was going to ask you, what does it look like to you? Well, especially relationships one, because that's what we're doing here, right? Mm -hmm. Exist as a human being existing, all we're going to do is have relationships. Let it begin with me. The first one starts with my relationship with myself, which I, whether I'm creating like, and it's like, Am I fostering relationships, healthy relationships or not, or somewhere in the gray area of that? But regardless, no matter what we do, it is unavoidable to be, you cannot avoid being in relationships. Even if you just lived alone, you would still have that one relationship with yourself, <clears throat> arguably the most important. But that being said, what does it look like for you to, I'm curious, um, show up as a newcomer and is it the same for for both of your programs you know does it kind of like I also like it's so funny because I was texting Corey and I were talking or texting in our real lives not on not just now um but you know it's like <clears throat> I don't identify as an alcoholic I am sober for lack of a better way of saying it I haven't had a drink and I don't know, or any other substance in like 10 years. Um, actually I did mushrooms like a little while ago, but I'm not counting that. Um, but anyways, so, but I didn't, but I didn't do them for a really long time. I all like people were talking about it. And I was like, I don't know, like this sounds amazing, but like, I don't, I can't do stuff. I can't do stuff. Like, because I, you know, and it was interesting, like, cause Corey was just like, yeah, I just have like one or two and then I feel like drinks and then I would feel sick. And I'm like, Oh God, no, I'm just like, how do I continue to drink till I'm like forever? Like, how do I just keep having more? And so like, that's, that's enough for me to know, like, I don't need, I don't need to be drinking, you know? Um, so anyways, I guess like, although I do not practice an AA program, <clears throat> which seems to be working fine for me, I feel very healthy and like Al-Anon seems to be all, all I need. I used to early in program, um, you know, like go sit in on open AA meetings. It's, it's, you know, I've actually, that sounds nice. Maybe I'll do that um, this week, but I know that for me, 
like the the center core of it is this is the same. Like I think of myself, I think of Alanons and alcoholics as having the same disease. It's just a matter that our symptoms are different, you know. So when I get down to the core of everything, um, after it's like, well, I I don't drink, so I don't have to worry about that in that way as I maybe would have at one point in time. Like, how do I? come back to being a newcomer? How do I revitalize my program so that I'm not bored or I'm, it's not mundane? Like you said, it's not all those things that then entertain the idea of like making my life messy because that's where the, you know, that's where the, uh, I think fix it comes from is having that messy life. That's dramatic. That's like, you know, and w- with alcoholism, it's like, well, once I start that road, I can't, you know, I can't stop the drinking. But with being an Al-Anon, it's like, you know, I, once I uh, <clears throat> once I allow myself to be irritable and reasonable and then I don't treat myself with my program and I'm, you know, showing up that way in my life every day because I'm not getting in front, like, and I just think it's so, there's such a nuance to a relapse in Al-Anon or what that can look like that sometimes it can be trickier to keep it fresh, like keep it alive, you know? Okay. Yeah. Thoughts. No, I, I mean, yeah, you said a lot and, and it's all, it's all relevant. I, I think there's one area in Al-Anon and that's relationships, right? They're not like, they're not like different areas. It's like the only area is relationships. And I think the Al-Anon stuff, the Al-Anon disease is like cancer of a relate. It's like relationship cancer. Um, and um, we can treat it, but we can't cure it. It's kind of like that kind of thing. And for me, was when I got into, I didn't know what was going. All I knew is I had a, an AA sponsor who said, who kept hearing my relationship stuff, and he's like, "You need to go to Al-Anon." Like, and that's what you know. That's what it was. And and I went into Al-Anon. And I was like, "What is going on here?" Like, I don't, I don't know what it, it's compelling for sure. But I don't, I don't relate to a lot of the stories. Like I, I I mean, there's trauma. I think, you know, especially if you go into the adult child stuff, it's like trauma based. Right. And I think like a lot of our relationship problems are trauma based and I have a whole story. I could, I could, I have a whole story about that, but I won't, I won't get into it necessarily. Um, But um, you know, being new is just saying, I don't know anything. I don't, <laughs> I'm lost. I'm stuck. I, I did this thing, you know, I was in a relationship and I acted out. I didn't want to, but I did. And I alienated someone or I, you know, embarrassed myself. Embarrassment is like, oh my God, it's like death, you know, on some level. It feels um, like in, in my nervous system, it feels like that fight or flight response, like adrenaline. I'm out of my body. I'm about to be embarrassed. I'm sharing, you know, I was in an, I was in an Al-Anon meeting once and I was sharing and it was just one of those, like, it was just one of those shares. I would just, I didn't know what I wanted to say. And I, then you just start you just start saying platitudes and you just start like, 
you know, you're kind of in the middle of a share and you, you lost the thread and it's like, there's no thread. And, and I started sweating. My body started sweating and it was like, um, I wasn't saying anything stupid. I wasn't doing, nobody was like, oh my God, what is this guy talking about? But, and I started sweating more and more and more and I was getting soaked. I was getting soaking wet. It was like that movie airplane where like, you know, the, it's the sweats coming down <laughs> and I'm, I'm literally soaking wet and I'm like, holy shit, this is in my body. You know, it's in my, mm. it's in the cells. It's, the, it's a physical thing. And it's like, it's nothing. And it's shame, right? It's just like, why am I saying this? You know, everybody, you know, it's just so, and, and so that principle manifests throughout all my relationships. And, you know, um, the, 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 the progress in, in Al-Anon is imperceptible. Like you can't, you, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's like, uh, painfully incremental and, <laughs> and imperceptible. So you can only kind of look back and go like, here's the thing. Like I used to, I used to drop my keys or do something. And I used to like scream and be like, fuck, oh my, like, why? And I don't do that anymore. I don't, I don't react like that. And I'm not like a react. I'm not like a hothead. You would never say, Oh, Brad, he's a hothead, but the temperature, <laughs> the temperature comes down and you just start to, you just observe more. And then, you know, you know, Al-Anon is for me, the thing that that's, I think I drank because I was an Al-Anon, you know, I think I became an alcohol and, and, and the, the adult child program, which obviously is a different program, but we're, we're talking freely sure. about this. Um, that stuff is the stuff that's like, whoa, um, this is like heavy. This is heavy. This is like trauma. This is like deep, yeah. very intense stuff. But, you know, Al-Anon puts it more in a, in a mainstream way for me, like practical, tangible. It doesn't like... Al-Anon doesn't get as bogged down in the therapeutic kind of elements of things, um, but which is, which is valuable. Um, I love it all. I, I think it, whatever program works for you, works for you. Um, so, yeah. We support all 12-step programs here. Oh, we do indeed. Um, <laughs> I want to talk to both of you, though. I want to ask you specifically, what does what would you point to in your lives that you would say, this is unrecovered behavior that I feel Great is a question. part of my recovery in Al-Anon specifically, I suppose. Well, it's distracting my, it's, it's usually manifests in like fixating on, um, I don't know, like <laughs> the internet, TV, time wasting food, you know, I, I, I mean, unrecovered, it's like, and it's, I, it's, I, it's isolating. It's isolating. Mm -hmm. Cause, mm -hmm. cause sometimes I don't know how to share something without feeling like I'm projecting some victim kind of energy or, mm. and I don't want to do that. I'm very sensitive to that. Like, um, but I do have a very profound negative bias, you know, and I have to, I have to always like 
and cynical and snarky and, you know, uh, pessimistic and this and that. And it's like, it's so toxic for me because there's no, there's no getting out. So unrecovered, um, procrastination. That's a mm. big one. Um, uh, is, is it yeah, kind of like flirting with your character defects a bit again? Is that, I don't even know it's flirting with them. It's like going, it's go, going headlong into them. You know, it's <laughs> like, it's like, uh, having sex with them. Um, you yeah. know, I, I don't, you know, in, in AA, it's like, yeah, we do anything. We do anything, but just don't drink or use. Well, that doesn't really work over time. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not the only thing in life. Just, is not you use just it. see a lot of sick people with a lot of time sober. And I can be that if I want, you know, if I, on any given day, I can be that. You know what I mean? And time sober doesn't correspond to recovery at all. Oh, agreed. Agreed. I always find that really humorous, you know. Um, I guess Better I'm judgmental. Like uh, when people ask, like, how many years you have in the sense of like, you know, and I used to get... Um, like early in program people, I would get asked that seemingly by older people that have been in program longer. And then I would say how many years I had and they'd be like, Oh, really? It just seems like you have so many more years of program than that. And, you know, like, interestingly, I think back then I would a part of like my, my unrecovered self really loved hearing that because it was, you know, a, a, a fuel for my ego. Um, mm. And today I'm just kind of like, I, w I wouldn't have that same response, which is cool. You know, I would be like, oh yeah, th you know, whatever, th thanks about it or whatever. Um, just to be not, you know, be, to be light and polite. Um, but it's like, yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Like credits don't transfer. And also like it does, it, the, the years is not a, a reflection of how, what kind of program you work um, at all. And, and like you'd said previously, you learned so, you know, learning so much from newcomers and, and having a newcomer say something and learn something and be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, like I haven't gotten that from anybody in the whole time that I've been in, in program and this person just showed up today. You know, it's like, that's the, that's such a beautiful thing about program, I think. Yeah. You know, Procrast I, go ahead. I was just going to say procrastination. Yeah. Complete, completely would be one of my top ones. And, and I wanted to say like a, a mistakes, but I actually think that's a part of recovery is allowing myself to, make mistakes. I was going to say, I make, you know, letting, letting myself make mistakes as a part of my unrecovery. And then I was just like, no, it's not. That's a huge part of my recovery. <laughs> I was like, that's like a, the biggest part of my recovery. Is that's like, kind of what you I was know? talking about. Yeah. 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 But when you're going back into procrastination, since you both brought it up, like, is it, I'm embracing, I mean, I'm, I'm procrastinating again and I'm deciding to kind of go into it a bit more and in the past I didn't because of program or I was working program in a way that kept procrastination at bay but so then you go into it a bit more do you find a different relationship with procrastination does it work for you right now in the context of your thesis and if you're doing it right it's working for you let's say following mm -hmm. that through is procrastination like yeah I've looked at procrastination again it's not as bad as I thought it was or it's the same old thing and you're 
you're slipping? I mean, how do you feel about it? It's the same old thing. You know, it's basically like procrastination is like so much of life is just the subconscious, you know, like 95% of life is your subconscious. So it's very hard to talk about because we can't have any objectivity about it because we don't know ourselves in that way. We don't have access to it. So it's like, you know, if I can analyze it, like there's a lot of things I know intellectually, but it's like, it's like the distance between the heart and the head, right? You know, until I get it on a heart level, I can't change it, you know, until it bridges that, that gap. So like, like procrastinating is like trying to create drama, this suspense of like, how long can I put this off before it becomes a, 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 a time bomb? You know, how long can I, can I, can I not do my work? You know, there's, there, there's a deadline. Life is deadlines. And so how long can I put off this deadline Um, and I'm very good at knowing that I'm very good at like, okay, I have two days to do something. It'll take me two hours of my high octane, you know, crazy, you know, and so, okay, I'll wait a day and a half and then I'll do it, you know, and so I can manage it that way, but it's an addiction to drama. I think. Yeah. Yes. yes, Procrastination because it's like, it's like, you know, it's a cliffhanger. Like, how am I going to, is he going to do it? Is he going to, you know, get out of this one? Is he going to, you know, it's, it's like. <laughs> is that how you view yourself while it's happening? Like you're watching a speed racer show? No, I don't. I just think, no. oh, I'm just me. I'm doing my thing. I don't think I'm like Dukes of Hazard going off the jump, you know, like will he get over the gully? I'm thinking like, um, <laughs> I'm thinking like, oh, I'm just playing this game on my phone. I'm just uh, like this word game that I I spend mm-hmm. I spend three hours a night playing a word game because it relaxes me, you know. And I think I, I can I justify it like, hey, it's words, you know. I'm, I'm it's my vocabulary. It's like you know, it's like a, a mental you know gymnastics kind of thing. It's like, but there's a threshold for that, you know, you know, am I just in this vortex of like self-soothing and, or am I like engaged, you know, and for me, I'm not engaged. I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, I, okay. I don't have, you know, I don't pour myself a scotch. I play my word game. Yeah. Is it better? I don't know. Is it better than uh, smoking crack? I don't know. I mean, probably for me. Um, but but I think that you're categorizing it as self-soothing, which I think is an interesting or an point. escape, yeah, or an escape, escape really, of a, and a, a, of a thing, yeah. I'd say for me, the soothing behavior definitely towards the end of the pandemic, I was like, I'm just, you know, I just need more soothing. I need more calm. I need more quiet. I need more sleep. I need more shows i need more whatever i did chocolate cake soothing yeah a little bit because it Mm -hmm. you know we didn't go back to normal it didn't and it and then things kind of got a little bit weirder in the world and a level of nihilism Mm -hmm. is creeping over us culturally Mm -hmm. and then the rooms are not there in a visceral way because of zoom for me at least so i'm getting the intellectualism of recovery without as many of the visceral emotional Mm -hmm. you you can sit in a room and hear someone speak and and as you guys know, and like feel an electric 
line. Yes, 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 yes. I don't yes, feel yes, yes. that strongly during Zoom. And I'm glad it's there and all that. So, like, I have really upped my soothing game a bit. Mm-hmm. And I have said that it's working for me. And it feels mostly like it's working for me. But there's a level of um, maybe lack of centeredness that comes from that. Because, you know, there's only a few places you get that, you know. Yeah, you know. The rooms, what have you. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's interesting. You know, I... When, when the pandemic started, I was like, okay, this shit, now is the time, you know, like, um, I started getting very regimented with my life. I, I think more or less in a good way. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm making my bed every single day. Mm-hmm. I'm having, and, and I, I've had the same uh, lunch for two years. I eat the same exact lunch Every single I have to know what you have. I, oh, what do I have? Yeah. Uh, Every day, literally every day. Weekends. That's very personal, Claire. You better tell me. This is a safe space. It's an anonymous, it's an anonymous. It's an anonymous safe space, Brad. Come on. (laughs) It's two eggs on a hollowed out Sam's bagel with a slice of bacon and a slice of cheese. And it's comforting. Wow. Wow. Every day. Every single day. Uh, I'm going to keep going here. Have you missed one day? Yes. Many. I've missed, uh, you know, I'll go to my parents for French toast. I'll, you know, but but I'm talking about like 80% of the days. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. This feels more truthful and, and this feels more rigorously it, honest i was <laughs> okay no I, I mean it's higher than 80 it's higher than 80 percent uh okay. it's, it's 82 it's 82 83 82 82 83 i also work in percentages a lot i'm always like percentile things um and in okay. the context of that okay. then brad do you view that lunch as indulgent and not healthy is, is there a judgment around it or no no, I work out like a an animal. I, I now you you're yeah. like a fit guy. I well I, I I okay I'm 50 years old. Um, Love it. I I am in the best shape of my life, and that's mm-hmm. that is I hike every day. It's all hiking. It's all it's, I don't go to a gym or anything like that. Um, these are other things, you know, silver linings of the pandemic. It's like I yoga, I'm, I'm a huge, very intense yogi. I do, um, I've gotten plants. I, I take care of plants. Plants are important to me. I, my place is very clean always. Um, it's always inviting. It's always, you know, uh, it's a nice environment. And this, this is kind of what the pandemic kind of pushed me into this. Like if I'm going to be here, it's going to be nice. It's going to be a nice environment. Um, and so, you know, and, and, but there's a, you know, but when you get regimented to, it's like, is like, is it a, is it a routine? Is it a, ha- like there's these, there's these things that like words, like habit, addiction, habit, routine, uh, you know, ritual, sacrament, you know, it's like these ideas of like having these 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 signposted things of like that that provide structure, and 
Sometimes recovery is going to a meeting. Sometimes it's not going. That's why mm-hmm. Al-Anon is a tricky mm-hmm. thing because um, my recovery is is dynamic always in every second. Like sometimes it's raise, it's sharing. Sometimes it's not sharing. Yeah. Um, when and when you say it's tricky, it's interesting because like also so much out of everything that you just said and something that I've been talking about with, with fellows and friends lately is like habit, right? Like we are scientifically take program out of it, take spirituality out of it, take, uh, you know, all these different words we can use for how we show up as a human being. Scientifically, we are habitual, right? Like just science shows us, you know, anthropologically or however you want to look at us as, as a species that we're habitual. So it's like, what habit do you want to participate in? What kind of habitual experience do you want to have? And I think it's so interesting that like, that is a part of like, it works if you work it to me. And like, you're like, oh, it's tricky. And I'm like, is it tricky? Or is it that we don't know ourselves enough yet? Because the more I know myself, the more I like b- build and grow, I can never know everything about myself, I believe, which is fucking incredible. Like how exciting, how fucking exciting is that? Like we don't know how, we haven't explored some parts of the, uh, many parts of the ocean, many parts of places of the f- marble that we're rolling around on or space, but and, but literally like this vessel I'm in every day, all day until I'm not, I can't ever know everything about it. I'll never be able to know everything about it. Right. Like I'll be able to know maybe like 83% about it, but, um, you know, so it's like, okay, the more that I know about me, I think the less tricky that becomes, right. The less, uh, there's just like less variance because, I'm studying myself and learning about myself. So now it's like, oh, I know that it isn't a meeting that I need. I know what I need is fun. I know what I need is to go relax. I know what I need is, and like that's so much of what what I think I'm here to do in this program and in my spiritual practice of this program is to, you know, start with building that relationship of myself imperfectly and, um, and learn and grow. That's it. That's what I'm taught. That's what my sponsor teaches me. And he doesn't say it like that, but that is how I say it because I feel like I am here to learn. So it's like what I feel like I am taught is that I, that is a program of self-love and self-acceptance and I'm here to build relationships and learn and grow. That's it. You know, and like what kind of habit helps me do that? the more that I'm practicing these new habits, the less interested I am in these other habits. Cause I, that's just science. I just need a thing to replace the other thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. When I, I really found the deepest Al-Anon connection in, in a men's group, when I walked into a group of men and I was hearing things that I was like, it was putting words to concepts, these disembodied kind of concepts in my head. It was like, it was like unlocking certain things. And, and the most powerful part of it was like people who could share and, and pause and let the silence 
And it wasn't anxiety. They weren't reaching for anything. They were just like a long pause. I was like, holy shit. How does that, how do you do that? How do you just not say something, you know, not fill that moment. And, you know, it's interesting because usually, because I'm judging everybody in the room, right? I'm judging every, oh, this fucking guy. Oh my God, oh, you are? You know, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> oh, this dude again. Oh my God. Like, what? usually almost, almost. Oh my God, I wonder how he thinks of the pod. Right. I love the pod. That's what I, I love. I, but, uh, but, so you say. No. <laughs> So you no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're just teasing you. Yeah, invariably, if I have a judgment against someone, that person, if I if I stay in the room long enough, and there, there have been rooms where I've been very regularly, that person will say something that will just cut me to the bone, and it will release all of these prejudices. And it's it's always that person. It's never the guy that I'm like on the same vibration as or you know, the same wavelength. It's always that person that's like, I have some sort of ugh, like feeling about that can unlock these things in me that, because I don't know. I don't know myself. Even though I know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. know. Um, so, yeah. Well, and you, as you said, you know, comfort, you don't grow in comfort. So these people make you uncomfortable for a reason. And then we learn something from them. And um, I think that's what we're kind of talking about now, like the unrecovery of seeking comfort again and, and sort of pushing ourselves back out of the nest to be uncomfortable again. Always. Yeah, and it's, really a, it's a we program, which, which mm -hmm. combats the, or is the, uh, you know, the, counter to the that it being a disease of isolation right it's like there's a reason that it's a we program that that's a big part of what we do because the biggest part of our disease is, is isolation is, you know yeah and you know someone said something uh in a meeting that just every once i i remember certain peak moments in meetings sometimes and someone said uh as an al-anon um he he sought safety and, and it was like, when we seek safety, um, that's, that's, the, that's a bad place to be when you're seeking safety because life isn't safe. Um, seeking security and safety is, is, is a bad formula for growth. And then seeking truth is a more potent uh, kind of formula for for you know, getting more out of for change, for change. Because I've been in therapy, you know, in my life at, at intervals, and you know, I think therapy's great, but I've never really changed in therapy. Twelve steps it helps me change. I mean, they're they're not they're not interchangeable necessarily, and they're you know, therapy can be very good for um, awareness, for kind mm -hmm. of letting things bubble up, but. It doesn't change things. And sometimes self-knowledge can be a liability because just, if you're not changing and you're knowing, there's a huge disconnect um, and there's a huge conflict, inner conflict. 
Um, yeah, that can even build and fuel or has for me in the past the shame, right? Like, yes, oh exactly. gosh, I, I, like, oh, I can't just that self-flagellation of like, oh, I, 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 oh, fuck me. Like, I'm such a piece of shit. I just fucking keep doing the same fucking things over and over again. And like, even in all of my life is wonderfulness, which is very true. I absolutely many times in a week believe that I am a complete piece of shit. Like my brain today, maybe, maybe I will be absolved of it today. That would be great. If today I didn't think at some point that I am complete trash, but you know, that's my, that is my, the greatness of my illness is that, you know, so anything that fuels that, is so dangerous for me like that. And that can become like, an, a, a, a just like picking up a drink, you know, that's the picking up a thing. And that can become the thing that, that really, that's actually, I think the number one unrecovered thing that injures me is stinking thinking about myself far more than procrastination. That's what it is. I'm so glad that we got there today. That feels great. Mm-hmm. And now I'm aware, but I hope I can do something about it because it was, it was all for you, Claire. <laughs> oh, I know that's why we do this. Um, do you do you have a reading about? This? I do have a re- I do have a reading that's relevant to. Uh... <laughs> oh man! They did. They just broke right off of your head, Corey. It's because your brain is so big. Listen, life is uh, life just happens. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Um, okay, you know, I'm gonna have to pick one of these two, which, yeah, okay. Um, Here's that beautiful pause that I'll edit out later. I have this one or that I want. Yeah, maybe just, people are just in their I'm the, cars. I'm the, newcomer liaison. <laughs> I'm the newcomer liaison for our meeting on Sunday and uh, people stay for fellowship and there's so much silence in that 30 minutes. Yeah. And the funny thing is I feel like silence is recovery, like you said, Brad, but then I have to bring it up every time. I say like, you know, as I say, silence is recovery. I do feel like that's of service to the newcomers. So I feel like it's a good move, but it's not quite the same thing. It's just letting the silence speak for itself. Well, well you're not perfect, Corey. That's Aren't okay. I though? Aren't I? I mean, we talk about this a lot, but uh, okay. All right. Here we are. We're in hope for today. The gentle book. Uh, the book that feels like a hug. The, the hug, the day, the hug of daily readers. The comfort book. The soothing it is book. The, yes. We could do that instead of eating. <laughs> I, I, and one might say that I'm feeding my soul when I read. When I read put, I'm going to put my hope for today in my pantry next to the chocolate go macro bars. When I go for my second one before I, I love that that's your fucking. Oh my god! Thing. You're like you're like eating a cho- like you're, this is uh, you eating a chocolate go fucking ma- go macro bar. I am motherfucking like last night like 
ice cream sand with my partner, yes. like ice cream sandwiches. Like we have, I have like vegan chocolate chip cookies, and I'm like, oh, these are so good. Let me get some oat milk to have with them, you know. And then she's like, "Are we done with these?" And I was like, "Please put those in the fucking cupboard." Like, yes, I'm done with them. <laughs> Guys, I eat full garbage. I mean, like, there's no. Yeah, but you apparently to... hike 20 miles a day, so it doesn't matter. Like, I do. I, I, I earn it. That over I here. Do. I do. Earn it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> May 31st. This is on page 152. I grew up believing that my behavior was supposed to be perfect and hating myself when it wasn't. No one actually told me I was supposed to be flawless, but that's what I believed. My self-esteem diminished whenever I made a mistake, didn't know something I was expected to know, did something wrong, or when something I unintentionally did or said ended up hurting someone. I believed my mistakes were proof of my failure at the one thing I was supposed to accomplish, perfection. After some time in Al-Anon, I felt I needed to take step four a searching and fearless moral inventory of myself. I felt fear in approaching the step and shame over each imperfection for which I would have to take responsibility. I believed my inventory was a tally of my goods and bads that would soon prove to God, to myself, and another human being that I was a failure. After thoroughly studying this step in Al-Anon literature and speaking with my sponsor, I decided to change my attitude. Humility, not humiliation, is the long-term goal of the fourth step inventory. The moral inventory is not intended as a scoreboard or report card. There are many things in my life I can't control, but I do have choices about my attitudes and behaviors. The real purpose of the fourth step inventory is to help me develop a list of things I can change to make my life more spiritual, sane, satisfying, and serene. In this context, perfection is not an option. Thought for the day. Taking a four-step inventory clarifies the things over which I do have power. And the quote is, It may demand courage and self-discipline, but by freely acknowledging who we have been, we can make positive changes about who we are becoming. That's in Courage to Change, page 158. All right. Love it. I hear awareness in there as the antidote. Yeah. And acceptance, great acceptance. You know, I think that when we're, I, I found this by looking up shame, uh, which is interesting because the word shame is not in here. I don't believe, uh, uh, but it is under shame in the index. And I think that's like so beautiful and cool, right? Because this is all about like how I shame myself when I'm not perfect and I hadn't, I, I'm sure I've heard it, but I didn't hear it today and I uh, hear it until today when you said it, Brad, when you said should have already mastered everything. And I really needed to hear that too. Um, you know, because that is, I think a big part of my daily practice right now, or the big part of my growth and being, keeping myself interested in program and keeping myself feeling like a newcomer and, um, being excited and, having an appetite for, for my program and self-expansion is allowing myself to be imperfect and removing the shame, you know, and allowing myself to make mistakes, like being messy. Um, and like finding myself, I have so much 
I'm somebody who's always really busy. I'm a busy, I'm a busy person. It just is a part of my personality. I think, um, I have a lot going on a lot of the time, a lot of projects, you know, I run my own business. Like it's just, I have a, just like, the list is long. Um, and it's not to distract myself, which, cause I looked at that for a long time because I know sometimes people distract themselves with, with people, places, and things in, in a certain way, right? Like outside of that being our obsession, but like just, just, oh, if I'm always doing something, I don't have to look at myself. Part of something that I do that is a part of a lot of the things that I do is look at myself, you know? Uh, so it's not that. It's just, uh, in fact, I'm tr- taking things away bec- lately, and I've given myself a goal to not have any social activities planned during the weeknights for the month of June, just for the month of June. I'm going to see how that goes. 30 days of only weeknights. That excludes my romantic partner. We can do stuff because I want more time with her too. And um, it feels so exciting. I like when I made that decision, I was like, oh, that feels so nice. You know, and I think part of me wanting to do, do, do is a part of me wanting to accomplish and and be in that having to, you know, uh, having things put together, not being messy, like not like wanting to get things done um, to, to feel good about myself, to not be in, in shame. And that's, you know, but that is the should have already mastered everything. And like, I don't fucking need to. I don't need to one month a month is nothing that sounds so great but it's going to be everything I know it I know it's going to teach me to really slow down and and let things come come to fruition when they do naturally like within that of my higher powers time you know like not trying to force things to be done sooner which I don't do as much anymore but I have that anxiety feeling of like it will come up of like ah more should have been done here I could have done a better job or done more and I just like don't want to participate in that I'm over it it doesn't feel good it just feels sickening you know well recovery I think especially in Al-Anon is not achievement based Um, Mm. and Mm -hmm. I think that you know the world is achievement based America is achievement based our culture is you know uh, clicks likes you know product content whatever it is. And, um, you know, that's not, that doesn't work in, you know, we're here for the antidote. Uh, and so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I do creative work and, you know, my, the best case scenario for feedback for me is we love it. Now change everything. Um, <laughs> and that's the best. You yeah. Know, it, only, it only goes down from there. So I have yeah. to, I have to realize, I have to embrace the idea that if I don't get notes, I have no job, you know, Completely. No notes, no job. so, you know, the notes are the gift and, and they suck and they're stupid and they're always, <laughs> but they never are, you know, they're always in the right direction. The thing gets better despite, like, I always say this about recovery is like, I get better despite my best efforts. Um, And that's how my recovery works. I fail upwards. I get better despite my best efforts. And um, it's kind of the only venue in which that really works. Like failing upwards is usually like a a bad thing. Um, 
but you know, I, I, I can deal with it here. I mm -hmm. love that. That feels like a really good place to, to bring the conversation to a close. Mm -hmm. um, I love the idea that recovery succeeds despite our best efforts. Um, and that means we can be unrecovered a little bit sometimes. Mm -hmm. Take a break. And uh, I think I want to go make myself a, an egg bagel sandwich now. Well, I'll be, I'll be on mine very soon. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm well, not, not going to post it. I'm not going to post it. I'm not going to take pictures of it. I'm just going to. You don't Instagram it. it. It didn't happen. That's right. So my life never happened. But what order are you layering these things? You know, you're going, is it egg, oh, bacon, egg, cheese? Is it an cheese. open face? No, 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 no. Cheese is always, it's always Blow your egg, egg, cheese, then bacon. Okay. Um, and it has a top. It's a big oh, yeah, sandwich. Yeah. It's it's hollowed out, though. It's it's all very designed. It's designed very carefully. I understand. Yeah. Intentional. Yeah. I like to think of myself as an expert sandwich maker, an artisan sandwich maker, they if really you will. Do. They're a big fan. A of sandwich them. artist, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Yes, please. Um, and, you know, I know we're wrapping. And what I will say is, is that bagels have been showing up in my life for the last week. I'm not fucking kidding. Everywhere I go. There's a motherfucking bagel thing happening, and then you brought bagels here today. Wait, have fuck? you seen? So I'm supposed seen, to go get fucking bagels? What the fuck? Have you seen everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once? Oh, yes. So incredible. The bagel. Yes, and one of the things I did the, yesterday was send the little bit emoji of me coming out of a bagel, which it just popped up it was the t at the top of my suggested bitmojis mm -hmm. to use How and i was like oh that that's what i'm saying it told well my phone told me because it knew i was seeing bagels i don't know i i saw one at a i saw a bagel out at a bus stop there's a bagel end cap at the store i can't go <laughs> like i'm like what's happening Maybe Somebody send me bagels, bagel. please. <laughs> Maybe you go out and buy a bagel and it'll stop. I, And it'll stop. Okay. It'll All stop. Right. Oh, God, please. <laughs> All right, my dear friends. Thanks, Brad, for joining us today on the show and sharing your recovery. You. Really appreciate it. And to everyone listening, keep coming back. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. And you're worth and it. You're worth it. All right. Bye, guys. This podcast is produced by Claire and Corey. Original music by Austin Bunn. Original crosstalk logo by Jonathan Grant. Thanks to all our listeners. And keep coming back. Mm -hmm.